Five, four, three, two, one. Let's do it. Hey, what's going on, Dr. What's, J? Pastor what's going J. on, bro? What's going on? Man, it's been so long. It's been a long time since we didn't got up on this screen together. I I've been I've been missing you, bro. Uh life uh gets in the way, but never so much. So well, I'm too busy for you and what we do. Uh as we continue to change lives and be a blessing to others. You know, that's my sole purpose here on the earth, man, being a benefit, being a blessing, right? It's, it's, it's better to give than it is to receive. And so uh, I, I, I hate that we've been entangled, let me say that, <laughs> that we ain't been able to kick it. But man, I've been missing this. I've been missing our conversations and our dialogue because uh, they're so organic, man, and just peel back different layers of different things and uh, open up our eyes to a whole lot of different things. So this is uh, one of my favorite times of the week, month, whatever, when we get to sit down and just conversate. <laughs> Listen, you was doing some important stuff, though. You had your wife's birthday, so you got to celebrate that. You know, that's, yes, sir. Yes, that's sir. the main birthday. That's the yes, gift sir. God. And then y'all celebrated your 19th wedding anniversary. 19 years, bro. I've been married to the same person. I tell a girl, I ain't going nowhere. I've been with you for more than half my life. So, uh, you know, that's that's all I know. You know, I know her. And uh, so, you know, uh, we, we, we are fused together. Let me say that. We're fused together. 19 blissful years. Hasn't been easy, um, but it's always been rewarding. No, oh, that's a blessing, man. Listen, that is encouraging for others. And I always love when I come to the church to get a chance to visit and see her right by your side. And man, my brother, you have a different smile when she's <laughs> your side. So thank you, sir. Thank you. Yeah, man. I mean, yeah, she she does it for me, man. She she's uh my everything. And so at the end of the day, um, wouldn't have it no other way. Honestly, wouldn't have it any other way. Uh it's not behind every good man, it's always beside every good man is a great woman. Absolutely. We had a lot of wars and men fight over that that woman that we feel like is our woman. So <laughs> make sure she the one from God and not the one you select. Yeah, absolutely, man. Listen, I tell you, every time we do this show afterwards, so I know it's power in us doing this. Cause every time we do this show, boy, after the show, boy, the devil come and beat on me like a pinata, boy. And I, oh man, oh man. I'd be able to stay encouraged, man. And that's 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 because you tear the devil kingdom down, man. So you know, it's his retaliation against your purpose. It's his retaliation against you striking against him. So what better way than to try to come back and try to sneak attack you? Uh, because he letting you know, okay, you hit me, I'm gonna hit you back. That's what that is. Yeah, um, to be expected with the gift, man. You gifted. Yeah, we're gonna talk about that tonight too. I'm gonna hit you with three quick ones tonight. Um, you know, before we talk about anything else, man, I don't think we ever, we came from an era where there was a code, it was some decency, it was respect. So it's amazing when I see what unfolded in Chicago. So I didn't know what city that was to see this dude, I don't even know what age he was, to strike this woman repeatedly on video while others watched. And then uh, her 14-year-old son, you know, defending his mother, fired two shots into his back, I believe, as he tried to flee. And uh, I heard that the charges were dropped against the mother and the son. But, man, to see a dude striking this woman, like, with no regard, I can't even fathom what it was about for you to put your hands on a woman like that. But, man, I never thought I would start seeing stories like that so often, especially in Chicago's rough all alone. What were your thoughts on that, bro? 
man, I know that this is going to be a thin line and people might uh, not like my answer because of, you know, my platform or where I stand from week to week. But to see this guy cock back mm. and hit her like she was another man was disgraceful. Yeah. Not not only that, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be careful with my words here. Um, you have to understand he's a 32-year-old male, a father of twin girls. And the issue is you're hitting a grown woman like that before you make that decision, you have to ask yourself with two young girls, would you want another male hitting your girls in the same manner? Mm -hmm. And again, we get out there in passion or the heat of the moment. But like you said, it's nothing that should have drawn you. Nothing should have drawn you to hit a woman like that in her face repeatedly um uh, in front of others i I'm, I'm disgraced in a couple of different manners one that he was a male uh hitting a female like that in public but i'm even more disgraced at the people holding the cameras and mm -hmm. the males that are walking away while this male beats on a female you know what i'm saying where's where 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 are the real men um in in, in that man in that time man i mean you know the first thing that people want to do today is just record you know what i mean that was a woman who was in distress Right. Um, she literally was in distress against another male figure. And so uh, this young boy who comes in is defending his mother, regardless of what she texted him or told him. You know what I mean? This woman probably feared for her life as she should. Look what happened. You know what I mean? Look what happened. It's disgraceful to see a male get out there to do a female in that manner. It shouldn't have happened. I hate that he lost his life, but you have to be careful out here in these streets today and what you do. There's consequences for every action, for sure. Yeah, I always go back to those lyrics from Tupac said, if we don't be careful, we're going to have a race of babies that hate the ladies. Hate the ladies, yes, sir. Yeah, man. Yes, sir. I, the cop back, yeah, it bothered me, man. Then I put a video up on today because you go watch it later. At the end of that video, it was a rat that ran in that whole video, bro. <laughs> bro. So I think I seen something, somebody tagged you in it, but I ain't yeah. seen the rat yet. It's but on I'm my page, man. Look at it. And they out there eating hot dogs out of there too. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about a big rat too. I'm like, you know, I know somebody lost their life, but we got to double back on this rat that just seemed like he was comfortable in there, man. Um, it's uh, it's 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 terrible, man. And um, I it it, it bothered me more than anything to see a male lay his hands mm -hmm. on her. And somebody else needed to whoop him. I, I but you know, I've I read a few stories that you know, brother had a, a little trail, uh, a little paperwork behind him. You know what I'm saying? Doing some stupid stuff. So again, we 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 need to think before we act in any instance. But no way, in no shape or form, do I condone a male putting his hands on a female, um, in that manner, especially at all. You know what I mean? But that that was wrong. You know, you you have daughters, sir. You have to think about it now. Granted, uh, you, you got you got two girls that just lost their father. Yeah. You know what I mean? That that's that's another sad part, and we uh, we sympathize with them, praying with them and for the family as well. Um, I, I don't. I, I saw a young man defend his mom. Yeah, that's what I saw. I saw a young man defend his mom. Um, an honorable student, an honorable student, as a matter of fact. If you uh, did the history on him, so he wasn't a dummy. He's smart young kid. Um, but hey, man, I can imagine the terror that was on him for, you know, getting steel bracelets, putting on his wrist after doing what he's doing. I'm, I'm sure his mind was trying to process everything that was going on. But at the end of the day, he may have reconciled within himself. I was up with my mom. What more can you do, man? What more can you do? Um, yeah. you know, again, and I'm, I'm trying to tread lightly. But, uh, you know, you're talking about a 14-year-old versus a 32-year-old. What, what else was he going to do? Fight him with his hands as well? Um, he, he wasn't going to do that. Um, but, again, uh, no, nobody can tell you how to defend yourself. And, you know, now with our open carry down here, we may be seeing a lot more of, of this going around. And so we have to be careful about things that we do. Um, you got crimes of passion that are happening all the time, especially with the road rage thing. We just have to be careful. We have to be careful. Yeah, definitely praying for the young man. 14 is real early to have some trauma like that. That's not yeah. nothing he's going to forget about overnight, you know. 
uh, no matter the situation, taking a life, it's still going to be mentally hard for a teenager to process, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, it is. It is. It is. But, uh, it, it, you know, unfortunate. It's a very unfortunate situation. It really was. Yeah, we definitely got to have those conversations more. We, we've got so used to reading headlines and whatnot. Sometimes we don't have those discussions, man. You know, no. even discussing them amongst ourselves. The Chicago is horrific, man. That is unreal, bro. Chicago I is unreal. already know. I already know. I already know, man. It's some, it's some chief demons up there, bro. Yeah, for real, mm -hmm. for real. <laughs> Off the chain. Off the chain. Um, listen. I, so I got to tell you a story. The way I introduce it, man. Um, because you know. I'm an open book. I'm gonna get my, my my notes from right here, man. So I gotta ask you, what's the what's the the connection between fasting and our walk with the Lord? Because I've, I've dated women who believe in something. They say they're gonna do a fast. My mom, when they're they're in a place where we're gonna fast as a church, right? And I'm only asking this because before, you know, I was going through a I had a situation where I was dating somebody. And I was into him, but I ain't really wasn't into him. I liked him, but you know, I wasn't so until I lost him. Then I was sad, I was heartbroken, man. And I went about three days without eating because my mind gone. And then, <laughs> and then I was like, man, I don't want three days without eating. So I was like, you know, didn't what? even think about it, huh? Didn't even know, bro. Let me keep going. So I kept going, went about seven days. Then I started seeing myself look, get a little trim. <laughs> eight days, nine days. I kept going with it, bro. But my mind was so clear, my thoughts were clear. And only and, and then probably at the 14th day, I started eating some fruit. I ate watermelon. So I went about almost 31 days just eating watermelon every day, right? And the only reason I probably stopped, because people then start saying, boy, you done lost too much weight. Boy, something wrong with you. What's going on? <laughs> well, I, I need to lose weight, but now I lost the weight, something wrong. But yeah. I will honestly say, bro, during that time, my mind was clear. My thoughts was clear. And that was the, probably one of the biggest times, even though I'm going through a heartbreak, I was praying more. I was focused. I ain't never felt like that. It's, and I don't know why I can't do that easily now. Maybe it's the discipline aspect, but I could definitely see, like, man, when I'm fasting or not eating all this junk, it just seemed to take me to another place. What's the connection between fasting and our walk with uh, walk with God? So when we look at the uh, original Hebrew context of what fast is, it, it literally means to cover the mouth. Um, mm -hmm. Right, which means that we're not to consume. I know that today in 21st century and Western culture, uh, what has happened is we have uh, made all kind of different fasts, um, yeah. which is, oh, you know, uh, I, I'm, I'm fasting from the TV. I'm fasting uh, from my PlayStation. I'm fasting from the phone. Um, that's not a real fast. The real fast constitutes you uh, covering your mouth or not consuming uh, food either for a particular time or period um, that you've stated or settled. Um, but what that does is you have to understand that when you do consume food, what it does is it feeds your flesh. When you deny your flesh of this stuff, it enhances your spirit. Um, you get closer with God, right? But one of the major things that you need to understand is that while you're fasting, um, two things need to take place. One, you need to make sure that it is a time that you uh, relegated for God, uh, you and God time, right? But mm -hmm. you also have to pray. Um, fasting uh, without prayer is just a diet. That's it. It, it. You know, a lot of people get on that thing and they do do it just to lose weight. But if you don't pray while you're doing it, all you're doing is a diet. You know what I mean? Um, but this does bring you closer to God. This is why you're more focused because you haven't fed your flesh. Um, your flesh is not up, right? The spirit, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. And so uh, the more we eat, the more we will feed the flesh. And that's why you're not in tune necessarily with God on a day-to-day -day basis. And so when you do take some time and you start not consuming, 
and you concentrate on the Bible and spending time with God and praying with God, um, you can hear from him more clearly. And that's uh, probably where your focus came in at. Um, you solely want to put your mind on him and and, and, and look at it as, hey, I'm, I'm trying to get closer with God. Some people try to fast for certain outcomes. Um, sometimes this can be dangerous because when you only look to God or your faith in God is dependent on a certain outcome, then you lose your faith. It should not be about the outcome. It should be about the outlook. And so that is important as you get ready to sit down and you say, I'm getting ready to set aside this time to fast and ask God uh, to intervene and do what it is. Or when we fast, we get closer to God for sure. I mean, there's certain things that you cannot do without prayer and fasting. As a matter of fact, I was just I just preached this text yesterday um, in the book of Matthew or Mark. You know what I mean? Uh, the disciples could not cast the spirit or this demon out of this young boy. So the boy's father brings him to Jesus. Jesus, you know, long story short, ends up doing it. The disciples come to Jesus. Jesus, how come we couldn't handle this demon? You sent us out to do this, 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 and this. And he said, this kind, which lets us know there's a hierarchy. There's a certain type of spirit or a certain type of thing that we can't do without fasting and praying. Mm, okay. Interesting. Because, uh, hey, Pastor Jarrell Wright, um, I'm glad you said that. Because somebody just said this, when you pray, ask God for the spirit of discernment. Now, I am a PK, right? And yeah, absolutely. I talk often about having discernment, right? And I can't explain it. Because that's one thing I probably never, because I just can feel, feel things. You know, it's almost like, I don't even know how to explain it. And... And I've had this conversation with some brothers that were outside the church, but discernment is a real thing. But you don't hear too many people, they, they talk about it and they use that term, but what is discernment? Because a lot of people, I haven't seen a lot of people touch on it. So discernment is the deciphering of the thing. And if you really look at this biblically speaking, when people talk about discernment or I have discernment, what they're trying to go back to is one of the nine gifts that the Lord has left with us, right? And so the gift is actually called the discerning of spirits. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay, so the gift is actually called the discerning of spirits. And what the Lord gave that to us for was to discern certain spirits that were in operation at the time you are either ministering or getting ready to pray or do whatever you're getting ready to do. It works hand in hand with the other gifts, the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge, the working of miracles. It's a very powerful thing. Um, and, and a lot of us are born with it. I think what we would call that in the natural is intuition. Um, but God gives us a gift and the, the discerning of spirits is you knowing what spirit is in operation at the time uh, that you are getting ready to do whatever it is that you're doing. Okay. Um, that's good. So say for instance, most of us, we might go up for, to a person, um, and, uh, they may tell us something and, you know, you know, it's a lie. And sometimes you, some people are so good that they can cover that thing up, spice it up, whatever, whatever, <laughs> make it look, you know, like a gourmet meal. And you, you might fall for it. a lot of times, though, your gift or some gifts that God have put in you, whether you're in the church or not, are still in operation. And so you can discern that that spirit is a lying spirit, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, and so uh, that, that goes for envy, jealousy, uh, murder. Um, you know, there's different things that I've seen on the altar. And it's because God gives you the ability to discern certain spirits in operation at that particular time. Well, well, well. See, you're flowing today, boy. I tell you, people don't know. People don't know, bro. Our conversations be flowing. Yes, sir. I mean, bro, that kind of encourages me as well. I'd be like, okay. So again, you just talked about gifts. Yeah. You know, you have people that are prophets. You have it's all kind of gifts. Yes, sir. That some people have. Let me ask you a basic question. When do I develop these gifts or find out I have these gifts? Or do I cultivate these gifts once I get inside Christ? 
or do some of us have those gifts and it's, you know, there and, and it's our choice to assume how we will use them per se. So let's, let's be born. Let's, let's be frank about this. Um, I am a gift. Mm -hmm. I have a gift and I am gifted. Same thing about you. You are a gift. You have a gift and you are gifted. The thing about that is the gifts and the calling come without repentance. So it doesn't matter whether you step in the church or not. Most of us have gifts. The thing about it is some of us that are highly gifted, let's go back to, let's go back to what you were saying, uh, the prophetic, right? If you, you want to be prophetic or you have a prophetic anointing or something of that nature, it has to be, uh, let me say, uh, it needs to be trained. The gift needs to be developed. And a lot of times it's no different than you and I talking about our sons or our daughters, whether they're gifted in athletics or academics, we know to enhance their gift, we need to get them training. Am I right about it? Right. And so it's the same thing in the spiritual realm is that you may be a gifted individual. You might have a, a gift of prophecy, a, a prophetic gift, but uh, a gift that has not been trained is more dangerous than anything. Mm. Uh, it's no different than me picking up a gun and never, never had sh shooting, shoot, shot a gun before, but I want to pick up a gun now and act like I can handle it. No, I can hurt myself and I can hurt somebody. And that's the same thing with being gifted. The gifts and the calling come without repentance. Now, whether you decide to get in the church and get that gift trained, that's on you. But a lot of us, a lot of us, I mean, come on, let's be for real. You've been in the music industry. How many of those boys you know R&B, they were in the church or, or should be in the church because they have a gift or an anointing to sing. And so whether they use it for the Lord or they don't do not, that's their choice because God is never going to force himself on anybody. Again, without repentance, God is not going to take it back. You're going to use it, but you're going to have to give an account for what you did with your gift when we get back to the to the Lord. And it's time to be judged. You know what's interesting, what you just said? That is a fact. Most of the most iconic singers, comedians, actors, and gifted people are sons of preachers or somebody that came up in the church, man. And yes, sir. That is a true fact. I can name a few of them that yes, we used to call church boys. And then, you know, they get on there, they go through the industry or whatnot, and guess where they end up? Back yeah. in the church. Yes, sir. I've yes, seen sir. a few people like that. I think I uh, mean, John L. Jones is like that right now. Yep. 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 Um, you know, I, I wouldn't necessarily, I don't know, uh, Pastor Derek, if I necessarily agree with if you don't lose it, you don't use it, you lose it. Because while I was in the world, if I can give you a, let me give you a, 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 a confession here. Uh, if you got time, we got time? Yeah. So uh, before I came to know what my gifts were or how gifted I was, I was, you know, we all had a little past. We were out there in the streets. And so it was a time where um, I was in a car. I was with some, some buddies down in Boynton Beach. And uh, one one of the buddies was, uh, you know, he was that dude. He was a big time dope dealer. And he pulled uh, one of his uh, little buckets up in the yard where we were. I was in the backyard with another brother and we were chilling. He pulled his car in the yard. The car was running and we were just chilling in the backyard. Right. We came back out. The car was gone. OK. Uh, immediately he got hot. You know, he was like, let's go back to the house. Let's go get the heat. Let's go find him. Right. This is before I'm in the church. This is before I'm say I gave my life to Christ, anything, right? So it was me, him, and another brother. We got in the car. We riding around Boynton looking for him. Listen to this. Just I just blurted it out of my mouth. I was like, let's go up to Lake Worth. I bet they're in Lake Worth. We ride up to Lake Worth. Now we're in an expedition and we see this big old, we see that Honda riding around. So we chase him. We couldn't get him, right? Found him a second time, chased him, couldn't get him. They and his Honda riding around in his car. We didn't call the cops or anything. So you mm -hmm. know what that means. You yeah. know what that means, right? So we pull over to the gas station. My one brother, he said, man, let's let's go home, right? Let's go home because we couldn't, we couldn't catch him, right? Um, twice we missed out on him. I'm at a gas station. 
And I'm, you know, this is how the enemy plots on your life. The enemy tried to take me out early before my gift was even developed. And so we had a gas station and I was like, nah, man, they still here. We're going to be able to get them. Lo and behold, we're riding and then we go around Lake Osborne and we see these dudes. And you know, Lake Osborne is a winding yep. road and we're in an expedition and they're in a Honda riding just like this side by side. And one of the dudes, we took, he took the heat out and he shot in the door twice. Bah, bah. Lord knows this dude should have been dead. I mean, they literally went in the drivers though. I don't know why he wasn't dead. Wow. And listen, li- listen to this. Now this is, this is before any of this popped off about me being a church dude, anything. And I said, Hey, stop. He getting ready to crash. We just riding. I said, hey, stop. He getting ready to crash. He slowed the truck down. Man, lo and behold, he kept going and he wrapped the car around one of those big old trees that's out there by the lake. Mm-hmm. One of those huge trees, you know, the big trunks. Mm-hmm. Totaled the car, right? So we jumped out. Me and one of the, you know, me and the dude whose car got stolen, we jumped out and we went to go handle business. While the other guy, he went to go get rid of the evidence. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so we went. And man, we start whooping on these boys. You know, they were badly hurt, damaged, everything, right? You could hear choppers already. You could hear people. One lady was like, stop, stop, stop. You know, we whooping up on a dude and she was like, stop. She walking a dog, stop, stop, stop. And I was like, nah, lady, watch this. This is me talking. He stole my car. That's what I'm saying, right? Mm-hmm. I'm in rage right now. He stole my car. And so we whooping this boy, man. And, uh, we got this it was two of them and so uh i don't know what happened we could hear the cop cars coming in and immediately the cop went went to the other dude put him in cuffs i could have got away but you know where we from we had a code of loyalty right yeah so the cop comes to me and he says uh i was like you know he was like who shot the gun who shot the gun i was like man i don't know and so uh i could have got away i could have walked away and the cop say you with him I was like, I could have said no. And I said, yeah. Uh, he put me in cuffs. We were in the back of a car. They were searching, diving, looking for the heat. My other dude came back. He got he got put in cuffs. We all in cars for four hours. They combing the place out, right? Man, the grace of God, sister, I called my old lady, told her that I was, you know, getting ready to go to jail. Mm-hmm. You know you know what Florida law say, 10, 20 life, right? Yeah. That's what it say, 10, 20 life. We shot into a car. I do not know how this guy did not lose his life from them two bullets. I can see the bullet holes go into the door, and I seen where he was sitting, and I do not know how. It was the grace of God, honestly. Yeah. Um, long story short, man, lo- loyalty kept me in the back of the car, not, not trying to be a snitch, but his cousin came out of the car, and he gave me this one. He gave me this code. He said, let's go home. I knew what that meant. They they want they wanted one person, that they wanted one person, they wanted who shot, but they only wanted him because they wanted to connect to what he did. You know what I'm saying? And but I'm loyal to a fault. I wasn't saying nothing. And he got out. He was like, "Yo, let's go home." And uh, they only wanted to know who shot the gun, and they already knew because they smelled the gun. You know, they smell your hands mm-hmm. for the gunshot powder, whatever. And uh, I ended up going home. My my point to you is. Before I knew that I could hear the voice of God or I could discern or call futuristic things, I was doing it even in a fallen state. So what I'm saying is it wasn't until I got into the church and trained in my gifting that I was able to be be a little bit better than what I was then. But what I'm saying to you is not knowing that I had a gift, I was using a gift, but for the wrong reason. You, do you do you follow me, bro? Yeah, and, I follow. And and, and and that thing didn't go anywhere. It stayed with me for life. I had been able to do stuff like that all my life and did not know why, until it is that I literally gave my life over to the Lord and started learning about the gifts and everything like that. So, yeah, you don't necessarily use them. You just need to decide who you're gonna use them for. That's it. Kingdom of darkness or the kingdom of light. Yeah. Listen. I had a, a a similar story. Well, I got a lot of stories, bro. <laughs> I grew up on S. I grew up in Monroe Heights, bro. And you know what? We were trained to be that way, almost like pit bulls, like that cold, not snitching, the loyalty. And then mm-hmm. in, in retrospect, bro, I see where 
how that thing kind of backfired on a lot of people, you know, like yeah. they being loyal uh, to a fault. And uh, God grace covered me a lot of times, bro. I'm talking about from cars. Hey, listen, I'm riding a bicycle and I just happened to stop for a second for no reason. And two feet ahead of me, car accident, car go right past me, one go over my head. Bro, I can tell you a whole lot of situations where I look back and be like, whoo. Yeah. 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 But and, yeah. and even through all of that, for a long time, believe it or not, I still question, you know, I was raised to believe in God and fear God, but it was a long time before I accepted that God was real. And that's just a being honest thing. And that's a lot of us, man. It, sometimes it's not until you have a real encounter yeah. um, that, that a lot of us don't know. And, and sometimes it takes us getting in trouble for him to pull us out of trouble for us to know that, hey, he is real. You know what I mean? And yes, uh, that, that's usually how it happens for some of us. Yeah. And, and a minute or less, my, my great-grandmother my grandmother put me in a bad situation back then. She was dying of cancer. I didn't know what cancer was, but I know she was getting prayed for. She was taking her medicine, so I'm thinking she's going to get healed. The day that she passed away, she collapsed at the house, and they didn't know what was going wrong with her. I was. She told me not to tell anybody that she had cancer, so I stayed loyal to her fault. So when she was telling people to take her to the hospital, I like I didn't know what she was talking about. She collapsed at that house. They transported her to the hospital. So now I'm in disbelief because I'm like, they said, you, all the people that prayed for you say God was going to heal you. Mm. So mm. now I'm confused. Like, what do you mean she's passed on? And while mm. she was laying in the back, I said, I said, um, Grandma, I said, if God is real, come back to me. Mm. And then, bro, mm. I tell you a story, sum it up without going deep. Went to that same house and that same bed that she passed in. As soon as I laid in her bed, I went somewhere else. I had to have, I just had to tell this story to about 20 pastors over those years. And just like I went somewhere else and I woke up just like this transition. It was my grandma standing over me and she's like, you made it. You made wow. it. And she wow. was reaching her hand out to me. And then I looked to my, my right and my left. I see a black, a man in a black suit, a man on this side, and it was like a brightness that I couldn't even explain. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And um, and something told, you know, I got scared and I pulled back and I woke up. I like, whoa. And I told the people to dream and everybody was like, oh God. And they told me if I would have touched a hand, I would have transitioned. So that's the story. They had a funeral. We're going to the church where the funeral was. I look on the wall. The men that I've never met in my life were on that wall. One was Reverend Henley Sr. All the people that's on this wall, the people in that dream was on that wall. Bro, almost passed out in there. I almost mm -hmm. passed out in there because I was like, never seen them in my life, whatever. But those people that was in that vision were right on the side of that bed. And that changed my life forever. So I actually like if God is real and voila, changed my life forever, bro. Yeah, gave you a whole nother perspective. Absolutely did. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good stuff though, man. I mean, I had something very similar, uh, but but I didn't think that uh, God wasn't real. It was at this time that my grandfather back in 2010, uh, he had passed. Uh, I told my wife, we went to go see him in the hospital and I got a call while I was in a church service, as a matter of fact, that I needed to get to the hospital to see my grandfather. And uh, so I went there. They didn't want to let me up. I said, hey, let me see my granddad, you know, whatever, one one time. Um, and so as I go up there and I see my granddad uh, on this uh, ventilator, I, um, I just prayed with him. And uh, when I got out of the hospital, I told my, my wife, I said, hey, granddad and I come at home. And uh, a day later, two days later, he transitioned out. Wow. Um, the, the good thing, though, um, they had asked me to do his eulogy. This before I really was preaching, preaching. You know what I'm saying? And so uh, I was in the bed with my wife, and uh, I started hyperventilating. I was out. But me and my granddaddy were standing face to face like this. Mm. And she, she woke me up and asked me, was I all right? But my granddad came to me and said, Take me home, son. That was his words. Boy. 
and she woke me up, but I was hyperventilating. So we were like this, you know, um, and yeah, some of those things, some of those stories have changed my life forever. Um, so I do know that God is real, not just based on other people's testimony. I have my own, you know what I mean? Yeah, I think that's a big point of anybody's life. Once you get to that moment where you actually believe and know that God yeah. is real. So yeah. interesting, man. Um, yeah. Let me switch gears before we take it, we get up out of here, man. Okay. Bro, all the time you hear people say, look, I know they look at your life, bro. And they, you're going to hear somebody say, boy, I wish I was you. Oh, boy, boy, you got it made. Oh, boy, boy, it must be nice to be uh, Dr. J. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I always had problems with that because I didn't identify early. I have a problem trying to understand jealousy. Mm. I'm a person, bro. I do stuff for the cause. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And when I hear, uh, when I can identify somebody that I love, somebody I would die for, I'm close to, once I do discern or see that they have jealousy in them for mm. me, mm. man, it's disheartening. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's it's tough to fathom because I've had people, I had a friend that was with me almost every day and God started making me see the darkness. Like this person really didn't like you. This person was going to kill me. And it ended up being revealed. Like this person couldn't stand me, but it kept me near for opportunity. And it was amazing to me because I had a fight one day in the streets uh, with somebody who was a known killer. And I couldn't understand why he hated me so much until we had a conversation later. And what bothered me about the jealousy was the things that he hated me for were the things that he could achieve. Like everything he talked about were the same things that if he actually put effort into, he could have, you yeah. know? And it's, it seems so small to me, the mind uh, of that, you know, yeah. my partner told me like, yeah, bro, I see you, you know, with you and your, your kid's mother, man, you're going to work every day, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, bro, you, you hate me for that? That same brother, I got him a job at a concrete place making more than I was making. Brother worked there for a week and a half and, and, uh, and uh, ended up quitting. Then he got arrested for murder. Bro, jealousy. I don't comprehend it. What does that Bible say about jealousy, man? Because it's for a person that loves people, it's hard to grasp that somebody could be jealous of you and they ignore all the things you've been through, all the hard work you didn't put into yourself, or even the fact that like they never take time to ask you about your journey. Yeah. So one of the Ten Commandments says that you shouldn't covet your neighbor, right? Mm -hmm. And one of the things that covet covet is, you know, you want something that somebody else has. Mm -hmm. um, this, this is what jealousy is. It's a, it's a sense of resentment, bitterness over something that somebody else has. And, you know, at the end of the day, uh, I, I just got finished talking about this, about uh, the science of impartation and our Bible studies. And impartation is the transferring of spiritual things, spiritual concepts. You Impartation can take place with you and I just sitting here conversating. It takes place when you're in proximity with somebody. Um, this is why you can be near a female or a male and that person may be angry all the time and you come away and you wonder why you're mad for some reason because mm -hmm. there was a level of impartation that took place. And so a lot of times what we don't understand is that uh, the way that we were meant to be, God placed us in the garden or your garden to be tilled, we were born to be relational, right? We were, we were made to be relational. This is why God said it's not good for man to be alone. He wasn't just talking about a female being there or just having animals to name and trees and stuff to name. We were made to be relational. And because we were made to be relational, a lot of times in order for us to get to our next level, what God has done was he puts your next level or locks your next level in somebody who is where you want to be. Watch this. The issue is, though, whenever there is jealousy, what you do was God intended for that connection uh, to be poured into you so that you, you can unlock your next level. The issue, though, is when you allow jealousy to come in, what you do is you sever the connection. And a lot of times, a lot of guys don't even understand that God places people in our lives for the sense of 
getting you to your next. Um, mentorship, we call this mentorship. We call this uh, uh, spiritual fathers and spiritual mothers. You, we, we do things like that. My homeboy who is successful in his own right, maybe God has him around to show you or to impart in you some different things for you to achieve another level of success. But when we allow that bitterness, that resentment to get into our lives for the fact that they have something that we don't have, we have to look at it in the sense of this. If God is on their street, he has my address. Are you hearing me? Mm -hmm. and, and that means if he did it for them, he can do it for me. The question is, do I have the patience to wait it out for when it's my turn? A lot of people don't understand. It may not be, it might be your time, but it might not be your turn. And there's a difference. And, and a lot of times we go in an untimely fashion, right? Or, or, or when it's not our turn, then we get premature blessings. And when premature blessings come, most of the time they are not permanent blessings. You, you, you get something that lasts for a moment because you forced it, you put your hand on it and it wasn't what or how God had designed it to be. And so what happens is we get something in our hands and we easily use it. But a lot of times I've seen many people mess over relationships that God had designed for them to benefit from simply because they wanted what that person had and, and a lot of times they disguise it. They disguise it as love. But usually, you know what I'm saying? You resent that person. You're bitter with that person because they have something that you do not have. I tell people all the time, no, you don't want what I have because I pay the price that mm -hmm. a lot of people aren't willing to pay. You know what I mean? Stabbed in the back, betrayed, people walking out on you, family turning their backs on you. These are things that come with where you are in life at times. And, and don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. Um, envy is a very close line, but usually envy uh, doesn't carry out uh, you doing something negative like jealousy would. And so you have to be careful about being jealous of people, especially that God has assigned to your life for a particular season. That's the problem with a lot of us. We cannot discern who God has put in our life for us to get to our next. And oftentimes because we covet what they have and we want to get there before the time is called, then we we just push that stuff to the side. You don't know the work that that person put in. You don't know the sacrifice that that person put in. You don't know uh, the sleepless nights that that person gave up. You don't know any of this stuff. You don't know what has happened in a person's life in order for them to achieve or have the things that they have. And so I know that a lot of people kind of you know look at myself, my you know my family. And, oh, you know, I like the way you dress. You know, I hear that all the time in the street. I like the way you dress. Or I like that, you know, this what you got on. Brother, you know, I work hard for my, you understand? Mm -hmm. I, I, nobody gave me anything. And the price for success is costly. It is costly. It'll cost you a lot of things. The question is, are you willing to sacrifice it? Brother, I always tell people, my shoes are my shoes. I don't never. I ain't never wanted to wear anybody else's shoes. These yes, are my sir. shoes. So I even yes, hate sir. that statement. I wish I was in your shoes. No, these shoes were meant for me. For me. Yes, and sir. your shoes could do the same thing. We got the same feet. And yeah. I, even with the, the podcast, like people don't understand. You know my, bro, I'm up at 6 a.m. Come mm -hmm. on, mm -hmm. and then I'm 6, and then I get off at this time, and then I'm going into a meeting or I'm on a live or I'm producing, I might go to sleep at three. I'm probably running on four or five hours sleep sometime. And that's mm -hmm. why I say people see the, the output, but they don't know what I'm putting in to get to this harvest that I tend yeah. to have time to time. And I just never under, understood that. And envy, yeah, envy is envy. I think I heard somebody say like envy is worse because envy usually comes from that person near you. Well, I mean, envy is associated with green eyes, but you know what, either which way, I've experienced so much of it up until this point in my life that uh, it's, it's a little bit easier now in this season of my life to kind of overlook that stuff um, because I've gone through it and did not know why. Um, the, thing, the thing about it was uh, when I was a young kid, I used to have dreams all the time about dogs biting me, man. And it wasn't until I got older that I realized that dreams or symbolisms right that's god sometimes talking to you as well now i didn't say all dreams i didn't say that but that's god talking to you as well and man i it wasn't until i got older that we call dogs man's best friend 
Yeah. And it wasn't until I got older that I realized the betrayal God was showing me that it was coming before it got there. And every time I got bit by a dog in a dream, it was always a friend turning it back on me when I was a young boy. Every single time. Um, just stupid stuff, man. I want, you know, running fast like you are. You, I, you got more girls than me. That kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. You know, like, yo, like for real, but betrayal uh jealousy envy these are real bad things to have and can put you in a real tight spot because at the end of the day you being jealous of somebody all it does is keep you up at night Mm -hmm. on the other hand if i could give um a hookup for somebody um that has been experiencing jealousy here on the line i'm gonna say it like this don't hate your haters because that's what we that's what we attach jealousy to a hater right um i'm gonna say this don't hate your hater because they're the first in line to acknowledge that you're better than them wow. are you hearing me they're the first ones in line to say you know what that person better than me at the end of the day what they are saying is their jealousy is a sign that you have value and that you have worth let me say this to you that's experiencing all the jealousy live up to their expectation don't let them down man listen that was that was pretty much where I knew you was gonna go at, man. And I said this to you before, man. It ain't by coincidence, man, bro. You are a very special individual. One of the hardest man, things in life so. is us or people like yourself accepting and seeing, like, yeah, I might be a little. God might see me. I might have a little special gift to me. You know, it is a a, a role that I have to uh, play in this, or it's. Uh, you know, my journey is a little different, you know, that leadership yeah. in here, whether it's, so yeah, bro, that's one of the hard things as well, is realizing, yeah, I got a different walk from everybody else, and God really needs me to acknowledge it, to to help him, I mean, I can't help Jesus, but to make sure I'm in place for others. Man, I tell you, man, you know, again, I'm just on that, man, I'm not going to disappoint my haters, because I came from the gutter, man. I came from 506 West First Street in the raw. I came from the gutter. And you know what I mean? My grandma worked three jobs to make sure that I could wear a pair of Nikes to school. You understand what I'm saying? And so a lot of people ask me about my little foot fetish and my 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 shoe fetish or whatever, whatever. Not a foot fetish. I don't have a foot fetish. I'm sorry. <laughs> shoe fetish. And, 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 and I tell people, you know, I've slowed down a little bit more in my older age, but I tell people all the time, those shoes that you, you see me with are shoes that I desired as a young boy and could not afford to get them. And so when the Lord blessed me that I had my own, I was able to go back and to get everything that I missed from a young boy. Man, we were so broke, bro. I went to a private school for the first five years of my life, and a lot of people don't know I had a good friend, bro. And he let me wear his Jordans, you know, in school uh, while he took my Payless Jordans and put them on. Man, it, it, that when I look back on that, man, and uh, he let me take them home, man. Let me take them home, let me wear them while he was wearing my Payless shoes to a private school. You understand what I'm saying? And so uh, that same very pair is my favorite pair today. But uh, th- those are the things that I was able, when God got, brought me up, I was able to go back. See, people don't know about the part where we struggled and, and could not. And I was wearing Payless shoes and going to a private school with a bunch of rich folks. You know what I'm saying? Looking and feeling like an outcast, you know, but, but, but God saw me through. And, and so that's why I wear what I wear today. That's why I do the things that I do today um, because I'm able. You know, God has given me the grace to do so. So some people might say, well, just because you have it don't mean you got to go do it. You're right. I do it with wisdom. If it's going to break me or break my family, I would never. Um, but if I'm able to and, and it's something to treat myself, I'll do it every now and then. i do it. Bro, all right, listen, I got you on here. Usually we 30 minutes, but we we near an hour, man. And, bro, I'm just thankful for you. Like I always say, man, you um, just watching you serve the community and everything. Every time I talk to you, you always talking about everything you always talk about is about helping somebody else you know when you get excited about feeding the community or we talk about bible study or when you're uh, dropping gems on a podcast or when you 
inviting people to prayer. I told you I came to service that day and the the, the message was good, but man, that that um presser what beginning uh worship yeah, service. Yeah. I was like, okay, you, yeah, you got yeah, something man. in there, man. Early yeah, man, we, we don't we don't start no service without prayer, man. None, not one. And we have prayer services in the in, in the middle of the week as well. So um yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely get you primed up before the message, man. I was, <laughs> yeah. So I do enjoy when I can make it there, man. I'll tune in live to watch it, man. I, I, I'm very honored to have your friendship, man, and I appreciate everything that you do, man. You got some a word or closing comment for the people? That's absolutely. Absolutely. If I can sum up everything that we talked about tonight all in one um quick word for everybody here. When God wants to bless you, he puts somebody in your life. When the enemy wants to destroy you, he'll put somebody in your life. What we need to understand is that your discernment affects your direction. You need to make sure that you can discern the voices that you allow to influence you in this particular season. Everybody ain't against you. Some people really want to hate you or help you. So don't give up. Keep looking up. God wants to give you the divine hookup. Peace. Oh, bro, thank you, as always. And, uh, yeah, I definitely chop these up, man. We'll get off of here. When we get offline, bro, I start seeing those numbers climb up. And I, I reached. we had somebody that reached out to us on a show from Japan. And wow. I said, maybe it's a spam person. But no, nah, bro. Wow. I got wow. people in the Philippines, Japan. That I've reached wow. out and see our segment. So that's a blessing, man. I I'm all for you, man. I value our friendship as well. And I support the Black Friends podcast as well. I saw Zay this weekend at a wedding. And uh so you know, uh good seeing that brother. It's been a minute. Uh when you gonna have me, Chris? When you gonna have me? You ain't invited me on. I guess I ain't worthy. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I'm waiting for the invitation, bro. <laughs> Right. I love to be on with you guys, and we we can sit it down and chop it up, man. Y'all love you guys' conversation, and uh, how organic it is, and it blesses people as well. So keep doing what you're doing, man, and and more blessings, more grace to you. Until you say tonight, where's Kevin, Chris? Oh man, more more grace to you and the and the brothers, man, on the podcast as well, man. All right, thank y'all for checking us out for another episode of Pastor Jamie and Me. It's always bigger than us. All right, yes, sir. Yes, sir.